You're listening to a Brain Stew Fresh Fright Review. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You never gonna get me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never gonna kick me down. Prison or not away. Prison or not away. <laughs> we are the Epic Film Guys. Brain Stew. Oh. Welcome to our podcast. We're so overly joyous that you have decided to join us on our podcasting journey. My Thank you. name, my birth name, is Jeremy. Get that correct. Make sure it's correct for the listeners. My biblical birth name is Jeremy. Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, my, <laughs> my name is Justin, and uh, we're a new podcast that's supposed to be part of this easy listening podcast movement. We hope that you'll enjoy it. We're going to be talking about lots of positive things this evening. We're so glad that you're listening. And uh, I guess I'll just come in and <laughs> as a baby bratty. Did you sound uh, like Keith from The Righteous Gemstones? <laughs> I just, uh, b- 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 Brother Kelvin, I, uh, I-, I really just hope she don't uh, pinch my nipples too hard tonight. Um, <laughs> Go on, get out here, nerd. Go on, get out here, nerd. BJ, my name is TJ and you know that. Whoa, nerd. Uncle Baby Braddy. Welcome! Uncle B Ratatat. To the best podcast. The the in existence. What did you big call me, Jeremy? The Bradigy? The Brodigy? Brodigy. The Brodigy. The Brodigy. The Bay on the Brodigy. Yes, God. ladies and gentlemen. We are back after Almost a fucking month hiatus. The last thing you heard from the Brain Stew crew was our Terrifier 2 review with our good friend Kellen from Kellen's Petty Talk Show. We took a little holiday hiatus, if you will. You know, did some family shit, hung out. I don't know. Jeremy probably did a million fucking adventures. I didn't. And I'm divorced. Met a shitload of celebrities. What did you, okay, so what did you do, Brady? What did you do on your time off? We haven't anything. heard from you since fucking October. I didn't do anything. Don't lie. Don't lie at all. You got like a new job and shit, and you wear like a suit okay, to your job. Okay, what are you trying and... to you trying to dox me now? What's going on here? You don't need listen. to tell people what I do. Listen, as listen. far as far as these people know, I just come on a podcast once a week, if that. No, I'm going to tell them what you do. Okay. <laughs> you better fucking not. I'm going to tell them what you do. You better. You better not. You already know what I do. You I better podcast. not. You better not. Uh, I don't yeah, know. So, I got so, a new job. Yeah. I have to wear a suit to work a couple days a week, and uh, I talk to big wigs, and I do my thing, and. Uh, it's funny. So they like at at my new job, they they link you up with somebody who's supposed to be like your quote unquote work buddy, who's supposed to like guide you through the first couple weeks. And so this guy Jason and I are are friends now. And within the first day, he was like, "Oh, that's a cool tattoo you have. What is it?" And it was my ghost face tattoo. And he was like, "Are you into horror?" And I said, 
yeah, you know, I, I dabble. And he was like, a little. He was like, oh my god, I'm a huge horror fan, and like nobody at this job loves it like I do. And I was like, oh. And then a couple days later, he was like, yeah, and that's when I got adopted. And I said, no fucking way. I was like, you're adopted. I'm adopted. You like horror. I like horror. And then we started making out. It was great. So. <laughs> Dude, is it your twin brother? Your long lost twin brother? Or well, he's a couple years younger than me, so I don't think so. And he's tall, so I don't think so. He could still be your twin brother. I mean, with my mom's track record, he probably is my half brother. <laughs> I just have to assume at this point that any guy between the age of like 18 and 30 is probably my half brother. Could potentially be your yeah. half brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's what, great news. That's, that's great to. news. Jeremy, uh, I know yeah. you've, you've done some shit, right? You've, you've done some shit yeah, since we talked yeah. last month, right? I, I had to think right? about it for a second. I was like, what the fuck have I done? Uh, yeah, dude, I met Mark Price from the 80s Trick or Treat movie. Uh, this past weekend, uh, he does stand-up comedy. So me and my buddy Will Bozarth went to his stand-up show. and Where was this, anyway? Uh, I was in New Jersey. Um... No idea which part of New Jersey. I just know I just went where the fucking GPS told me to go. But uh, didn't the last time you go to New Jersey, you got like violently ill because you ate like rancid pizza? Um, so, yeah. So that was when I met the Breaking Bad people uh, earlier this year. Um, yeah, you ate like pizza. I got that had, like, I got curdled cheese. Dude, I got food poisoning. It was yeah awful. I had to go. This is this was back in May, I think. It's gonna be May. Um, Your stomach was breaking bad. You know dude, what I'm saying? It fucking was, man. You originally claimed it was the chicken, though. I remember you were like, it was the fucking I, I don't chicken, know for man. sure, but I know that there was something wrong with that pizza. Um, yeah. It resulted in me having to go to a 24-hour CVS at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning and plead with them to use their bathroom. And then they still refuse because they're Jersey. So they're like, I don't give a fuck. Shit your fucking pants. You're not shitting here, kid. And, uh... So, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I literally had to tell them that I had IBS and the dude was like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, well, you work at a fucking pharmacy, bro. Uh, irritable bowel syndrome. I don't have that. But here's, here's a fun little tip for our listeners. If you have, if you're about to shit your pants and you go into a place and they're like, no public bathroom. If you tell them you have IBS, they legally have to let you use the bathroom. Uh, it's called the Bathroom Act. And I love how we're only five minutes in the podcast and we're already talking oh, about yeah. shitting. Oh, yeah, pants. for sure. I also just imagine this guy at CVS pointed at you like in The Sopranos, like Polly Walnuts with like the pinky yeah. and the, mm-hmm. the forefinger. He's like, you fucking gabagool. <laughs> he was like, uh, <laughs> Take it so, easy. I'm sorry, man. You can't use the bathroom. I'm like. Well, you're breaking the law. And, like, dude, I said enough shit that, it, like, it made him really second-guess himself. That he's like, oh, all right. So next thing you know, I'm, like, fucking taking, like, a super soaker-sounding shit in the bathroom. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh! <laughs> so, uh, that's... <laughs> So that's my Breaking Bad uh, shit story. Uh, but yeah, so I met Mark Price. Uh, that was really rad. I, l- I love Trick or Treat. Um, he was super, super nice. Uh, he was selling t-shirts, uh, and all of the uh, profits went to yeah, the... T- times must be hard for him now. Well, no, like the t-shirts were... Uh, all the money went goes to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. That's yeah, so, oh. yeah, so he's like doing stand-up, which apparently is a huge passion of his, and he's selling t-shirts and helping Michael J. Fox out and 
It was a great time, man. Good time. He's just uh, shaking it up a little bit, huh? Yeah. Get it? Yeah. Because Michael J. Fox shakes oh my a lot. God. Brady, that was ill-timed. Yeah, I know. You're terrible. Yeah, don't right. try that again. Cancel! Cancel! Ladies hey, and gentlemen, don't... You, I think don't. I know what Michael J. Fox's favorite doll was growing up. Susie shakes a lot. Oh. <laughs> was that ill-timed, oh. too? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Why didn't you tell Michael J. Fox that joke when we fucking met him? Because like I thought he was dead. Ago. He was just fucking slumped in the chair. It was like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. He'd been signing Dude, all day. Ill. He's ill. Okay. Listen, do not speak ill. I always thought that ill Michael meant J. like it did in rap death. songs where it meant you were good. And that is not the ill that Michael J. Fox was. Is that, is that part of your Amish upbringing? <laughs> yeah. they taught you that? Yeah, because I listened to Amish Paradise all the time and I thought I was hard as fuck. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, so we are here. We are back. We're going to review a movie. And it's a movie that's coming out on the 9th of December. Jesus. It's titled The Mean One. I'm pretty sure if you were in the horror community, you've already heard about this. It's another take on Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, but it's unauthorized. It's a parody. So they decided to take this shit and do what everyone else is doing right now. Dude. Turn it into a slasher Ev- movie. Everyone. We got a Winnie the Pooh slasher coming out next year. They're going to make an... Oh, I forget what else they're turning Bambi. into a slasher. Mm-hmm. Bambi into a slasher. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, I'm 100% here for it. If you can do it, why the fuck not? Just do it well. And we're going to sit here... And for your listening pleasure, talk about if this movie executed the idea of a Grinch stole Christmas slasher well. Brady. Yeah. You're, you're, get close to your mic. Don't be sitting so far away. We can't fucking hear you. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're the guy. Yeah. I know you're so enthusiastic about doing this. You always love doing this. For those uninitiated that are listening, tell them what this movie, The Mean One, is all about. I mean, there's not much to say other than what you said, but basically... Dr. Seuss the Grinch became public domain, and so it is... No, actually, that's that's incorrect. It did not become... Uh, I looked that up. Oh. It uh, did not become pu- uh, public domain, but there were legal workarounds with the fact that this is considered a parody, and the fact that they didn't yes. use the word Grinch, they didn't say Whoville, because it wasn't Whoville in the film, it was Newville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> um, that was their legal workaround, so... Yeah, uh, not public domain. I'm also going to go out here and say, like, if you had to make legal workarounds to make this fucking movie, like, <laughs> anyways. So, the plot is, in a sleepy mountain town, Cindy has her mom murdered as a child, and then returns to the town with her dad, years later as an adult, to try to find closure, right? And re-embrace the spirit of Christmas and holiday cheer. Um, and like Jeremy said, it, it's not Whoville, it's Newville. But there is still a menacing green figure that is not called the Grinch. A monster! That terrorizes the town and threatens to ruin the holiday. And so she has to find a new purpose, which is finding and killing the monster. A monster! And that is... Yeah, so that's the premise and you'd think as a horror fan, this shit would be ripe for an interpretation. Like, there's so much you could do. I mean, the Grinch himself, just the image, the original Dr. Seuss book, the original Dr. Seuss animated Christmas special, that image has this creepiness to him. He's always been kind of this... I mean, even the song, they talk about how much of a piece of shit he is. <laughs> so it's like, you're a mean one. I mean, it's literally... This is perfect. Mm-hmm. to be done justice 
Jeremy, you watched this movie. You said you woke up super early this morning to finish yeah. it just so we could review so it. I, I, What's your initial take I started take on watching it last night and then uh, had been a long day, you know, as it is when you're hashtag dad life. And I started fading, so I was like, fuck, we're doing a review of the podcast, uh, you know, review on the podcast or whatever. So it's like, fuck, I, I need to see this thing before we do this. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to allow myself to pass out right now, and I'm just going to wake up early and get through the rest of this. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting because... They're saying this is a parody. Like, Entertainment Weekly literally just did an article um, that David Howard Thornton um, just posted. And they talk about that this is a parody of... To me, parody means, like, a silly homage to something, right? I was shockingly surprised at how little comedy is actually in this thing. Because, come on... When, when you're if you're making a, a Grinch horror film where the Grinch is a fucking slasher killer to me I, I think of things in the vein of like things killing you know or like other things that it's like this is gonna be so over the top and ridiculous that it's gonna be funny and there's probably gonna be some cool kills whatever like dude this thing I I gotta give it to the filmmakers on this whether this was the right decision or not playing it straight was a really interesting decision with this because I feel like almost any other filmmaker would have been like, oh, we have to make this, like, funny. Like, it'll be gory, it'll be violent, but it'll also, like, there'll be one-liners and it'll be funny. Like, dude, they played this shit straight. And, dude, some of the people in this movie were were fantastic. And, and <clears throat> man, it, it's hard to not compare... David Howard Thornton's portrayal of the mean one in this film to Art the Clown because both are silent killers, right? So, like, you could see some of the mannerisms and things that I'm like, oh, dude, that's, like, straight up Art the Clown status. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's what a weird, weird thing this movie was. And it was totally not what I was expecting. So that, that's all I'll say for, for right now, unless you want me to go like super deep on it. Well, I was just going to kind of echo in on that, man. Like, I'm glad you brought up the Terrifier because when I was watching this movie, like that's all I could think of too. I said, man, they kind of went the same or tried to go the same direction like they do with Terrifier too, you know, where there are some comical moments <clears throat> where they want you to chuckle or they want some levity brought to it. But then most of the time it's just played straight and it's this, this character who is just bloodthirsty and is silent and stalking and just doing awful shit like especially we'll get into it but there's a scene where the grinch shows up to a diner and starts killing a bunch of just random randomly and randomly shows up without purpose the whole time i was like cool this is just like terrifier but it's the grinch instead of a clown so like that's i I saw that a lot there's a lot of parallels and and i wonder if that's just kind of how horror is going to be for the next couple months or maybe year or two where it's everybody's you know, seeing what they did with Terrifier 2. You know, Mike Flanagan, director Mike Flanagan, he named a new genre after Terrifier called the Mega Slasher. And I find that to be kind of fitting, and I think you're absolutely right, Brady. I think we're definitely going to see a huge wave of films that go, holy shit, 
this movie just made so much money on the independent level and it's super violent. We could make super violent movies because that's how Hollywood works. Dude, it's it's the ho- it's the Halloween effect. It really is all over again. Absolutely. Man. It's the same and, thing. And by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but the director of Terrifier, to go on, on a little side rant thing. Uh, Didn't he just yeah, get signed yeah. to WME yeah. or whatever uh, agency? Yeah. Um, so he just signed a huge deal with this agency and they're the ones who are going to be working on a on a deal for getting him uh, funding and financing and, a, and studio backing for Terrifier 3. So, you know, kudos to, to him. But, uh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back. You know who was fucking great in this movie? Was a character named Dr. Zeus. <laughs> Not Dr. Seuss, yep. Dr. Zeus. That guy was fucking great. I loved every single scene that this guy was in. Like... Dude, put this guy in more movies. I really, I really dug him. And dude, even, uh, even the town sheriff, like he was, he was pretty fucking good. Cause, you know, this is me being honest. I watched this. Please be. Please I watched be. this, and I saw a lot of things that you know. I, I made a uh, a pretty bad horror film called Easter Sunday, and while watching this, I'm like, dude, this. I can feel that this was people that were passionate about this thing that wanted to make something and make it cool, and they, they definitely had a way bigger budget than I than I did. Um, but a lot of people, it's like, that were in this film, you could tell they're not really actor-actors. You could tell it was a little flat and shit like that. But there are a couple performances in this movie that I was like, man, for, you know, how mediocre some of the acting is in this these couple players are, are, are pretty good the sheriff is really good uh dr zeus is really good the lead she does she does a she does a good job for for what it is i gotta tell you there was a point while watching this where i was like dude i i had a i felt a certain way about it kind of in the beginning and then when i got to the the montage scene where she was training to go kill the grinch i was like dude <laughs> Am I going to love this thing? Like, wait a minute. Is this starting to turn for me? Am I going to love this thing? Because I loved the training montage. She had like a stuffed like green suit and a Christmas outfit that she was like practicing like karate moves on. She was like shooting targets and shit like that. And like, I was like, wait a minute. It's very possible at this point that I'm going to walk away maybe loving this thing. Uh, So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to jump in and, you know, it's going to be that thing like just echoing what you said a few moments ago, that whole mega slasher thing. I mean, the whole idea of casting Art the Clown himself, David Howard Thornton, as the mean one sounds like a great idea, right? I mean, I feel like a lot of people are going to try to ride on the coattails of Terrifier, in particular Terrifier 2, a massive fucking success. Everyone's talking about it. It's on like literally everyone's best of list and rightly so it's one of my favorite horror movies of the year however just because you have the guy from terrifier does not mean your movie is going to be as even remotely close in terms of quality or effectiveness and for me this movie was an absolute fucking chore to sit through i was bored out of my mind i understand what they're trying to do they're trying to make like a hallmark movie mixed with a slasher that's why like the shit that was trying to be all sentimental and emotional just did not land. And I I could see that that's the part of it where that was the comedy, but it was supposed to be intentional 
and it just came off really flat and really bad. None of that really landed for me. Because if you if you, if you've ever you know had someone you've been in a relationship with that likes those Hallmark movies and you sit there and watch them, they're absolutely dreadful. But you can sit there as a cinema lover and make fun of them like they're the worst movies ever. But you find joy in picking on them and picking them apart and shitting all over them. Here, this movie just none of it gelled for me. Um, I think. Crystal Martin, who played Cindy, did a valiant effort. Um, her and Chase Mullins, who played Officer Burke, I thought he was probably the best actor in the entire movie. He seemed like he could have been in like a early mid two thousand slasher and fit right in perfectly. He did. He did really His look. Good. Yeah, he, he was solid, and I mean, but you're you're putting Art the Clown in this costume, and yes, even Art the Clown has prosthetics and makeup where it's hard for him to really emote but he finds a way with his eyes his teeth and what the costume allows him to do he looked cool Here, man I, he looked cool i but i i felt like he it was a total waste it, it was just literally like a, a store-bought grinch mask it looked like for me i've seen grinch cosplayers and people at christmas events that looked more like the grinch than this and he he wasn't given much to do in terms of like any expressiveness and he it seemed like he had a hard time really trying to find a new way to portray this character in comparison to art it just seemed like he was doing a lot of the same yeah stuff. i would yeah. also say too like it's it's not necessarily so much his fault i think it goes back to what you said justin like it, it's they tried to tie a hallmark movie into a horror movie but they didn't hit either one in stride like it was awful on both parts it was the worst of the hallmark movies and even the horror like if you're going to compare it to terrifier which i think all of us love terrifier too but you know other than some instances of pretty straightforward horror like the kills are are brutal in intention but i don't think that they showed them well enough like most they of that diner scene them is them just getting their necks snapped or let's, it's like almost an off-screen kill. let's let's talk about that awful cgi blood though that's the same ugh. yes oh my god it, dude and it's this literally the same blood splatter jeremy in almost every single shot just angled yep. differently yep i mean it was terrible dude, some, whoever whoever was in charge of doing the digital effects literally had like version one of after effects and didn't know how to use it, and they were just like, fucking, all right, this will work. Like, dude, my, my guy, Jared, who uh, does my effects on my, my film stuff, like, he's fucking amazing. And, like, the stuff that he does, like, looks legit. And then when I see a movie like this that has, like, you know, this, I'm not saying this movie had, like, a budget budget, but, dude, they, they spent money on this movie. Like, they should have sure. just, go on fucking Fiverr. You know what I mean? Like, find, like, who does good CGI blood work? Okay, like let me throw you five hundred dollars. I watched this with Danielle, right? And she does video work. She does graphic design. As soon as she saw that, she got up from the couch and was like, "Do we have to finish this?" She's like, "I know ten-year-olds that could do better blood effects than that." And of course, like if, especially if you're coming off of a Terrifier two, and it's it's hard to compare the two. We shouldn't be, but it's it's almost natural to do so. We're slasher fans. We're horror fans. If you're going to go to the effort of having like prosthetic heads made for some of the kills, it's like, why would you not just have like blood bags and, and splatter some real actual blood for effect? Like that diner scene, Brady, I fucking hated that scene. Yeah, that was, that was a bad one. It wasn't yeah. scary. The attempt at comedy did not work. Like, and also it made no sense at all. That's my issue here. In the Terrifier movies, again, I'm going back to it. 
Art the Clown looms around. He's almost like in the first Halloween where you're like, Michael Myers is just killing at random, right? So the movie opens here, and we have Cindy, who comes downstairs and, I guess, sees Santa Claus, who is the mean one himself, and he kills her mom. On accident. First, her mom, like... First, her mom, like a piece of shit, like actually starts fucking him up just because she sees him in the house. Movie opens with that. No build up, no nothing. And the next thing you know, she's already an adult and coming back to this town. We don't know the purpose. This thing is just, I guess, we're, we're supposed to believe is just out eating people, you know? But then, like, all of a sudden, it just looms into town and, and kills these people in a diner. Just, cause, just so we can have that scene. But the scene's not even fucking good at all. It, it wasn't shot particularly well either. It no, was it was kind yeah. of all all over the place. Um, I would actually say that that scene in particular was, for sure, the worst part of the movie. Um, because, dude, I, I'm gonna be honest. I like some cheesy and some bad horror films, like all day long. Even some of the bad Full Moon movies. I'm like, you know what? Like like Ouija's that came out a couple years ago, laughed my ass off. Is it a good movie? No. Did I enjoy it? Fuck yes. Like. There were things in this movie that I did enjoy. Um, like I said, some of the performances. Um, the ending, when we get to that, I'll, I'll speak on that. Um, there was a lot of really good work. And, you know, man, this movie felt big, too. You know, some of the, the digital shots of the mountain and some of the locations that they used were fucking fantastic. Some of the drone shots they got above the town looked amazing. The drone shot, which... The drone shot, which has to be in every single independent horror film now, or you it can't be an independent no. horror film. To speak on this real quick, dude, there are some scenes in this movie which I wouldn't have noticed, but since my wife does video stuff for large corporations are and shit, she was like, it's oh, stock yeah, footage, yeah. dude. There's, there's shots of families in, in the town and people in stores are putting their Christmas tree up, and it's literally, she's like, I've seen that on Shutterstock or one of those fucking websites. She's like, all that shit is stock. Do, 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 you, do, you, do you like how I, I I guessed that? Because, like, dude, as I was watching it, I was like, I feel like this is stock footage, man. Because the camera quality is a little bit different. <laughs> it's different, I was like, yeah. man, I feel like this is, like, some, it's shot some, some stock footage. So that's that's really funny that you started saying that, and I, I knew exactly where you were going with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the one thing she does all the time. So when she mentioned that, I, I probably wouldn't have noticed it immediately. But like in particular at the end and stuff, I'm like, dude, that just looks like commercial footage yeah. that they just grabbed. And especially even the mountain stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so, I, hey, all the power to him. I know a lot of filmmakers, in particular, a lot of filmmakers on YouTube, um, documentarians and stuff. They use that shit just to yeah, fill up the gaps sure. of. So, which is fine. I totally understand that. But it's also frustrating when a movie like this is getting as much hype as it is just based on the IP alone that, look, it's a Grinch slasher. And in terms of quality, it's just, it's, it's, it, like you said, Jeremy, it has a budget. Did it use the budget where it really needed to? You know what I mean? I feel like if they had hired a really good special effects guy to do all the blood and gore and stuff. And they really actually added some suspense to the fucking thing. I mean, for example, like, so she comes back home to Newville with her dad, who is the most animated fucking actor I've ever seen in a movie in my entire him. life. I loved I was him. Like, I it felt like, did. dude, it, 
it felt like a mad TV skit to me, to be honest with you. But so this guy loves Christmas, and I'm like, okay, this this might be cool. He randomly gets killed in like the first 20 minutes, and then you're like, okay. So when she wakes up from the hospital, why wouldn't she just leave? Yeah. <laughs> why would she go back to the house? And why is there still blood on the floor? Isn't that evidence? Wouldn't they clean that shit? You know, like, she just goes back to the house where she was just traumatized for the second time in her life. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to go upstairs and go to yep. bed. Made absolutely no fucking sense to me. Let me ask you guys this real quick. If you could take any IP, like, from your childhood and make it into a horror movie, what would you pick? Like, Disney movie, claymation, Christmas Bro, movie. you just said claymation, and I immediately, as soon as you asked that question, dude, fucking the California Raisins. Oh, shit. Mm. Bring oh, that shit oh, on, oh. dude. Make it stop motion. Make it that claymation shit. Yeah. Dude, I'd be all about that. That'd be sick, Jeremy. Um, Mine would be probably Chuck E. Cheese, because that's the first thing that came to my to my head when you said that, but it wouldn't be like the animatronic route, like Willy's Wonderland or shit like that. Like, it would be... So, like, <laughs> I remember uh, we took my nephew to Chuck E. Cheese for one of his birthdays, and he's like, he's like, you know, bad little kid sometimes. And, like, there was, like, a person that worked at the Chuck E. Cheese who was probably a teenager It was in the Chuck E. Cheese costume and, like, dancing, and my, my nephew went over and, like, kept kicking him in the ass and kicking him in the balls when he was dancing. I'm like, to my brother, I'm like, can you get, can you get your hell spawn? Like, he's literally kicking Chuck E. Cheese in the nuts. And I, Can you get your I'm, I'm literally not making that up. Like this is this all of that that I just said is like completely true. So I'm like, if if it was like, hey Jeremy, pick any IP from your childhood and make a horror film, it'd be like the person that has to work at Chuck E. Cheese and wear the costume, and then they snap and they lock the doors in a huge oversized Chuck E. Cheese, and people are trapped in there with a fucking maniac. That is that would be an amazing yep. idea. Intense. Jesus. But it has to be it has to be the nineteen eighties circa early nineties Chucky with the huge head and those bulging yeah. blue eyes that were fucking terrifying. You know, a side note, I'm a massive fan of vintage Chuck E. Cheese. I collect here and there vintage oh, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese shit. As a kid, dude, I was fucking terrified of Mr. Munch. Remember Mr. Munch? He was fucking purple with yeah. the yellow. My parents would have to call ahead if we were going to go there and ask them is Mr. Munch going to be in costume today and they'd be like why because our son is deathly afraid of him and I remember one time we went on a Saturday I was so excited because I always knew we would go there and then right across the street was Toys R Us and I'd always end up getting an action figure fucking best Saturday ever playing X-Men Arcade fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Moonwalker The Simpsons best day ever and then I'm sitting at the table and I turn around and Mr. Munch is standing right fucking there. I hid right under the table and fu- went into shock, dude. And I was bawling my eyes out. Literally. My parents had to literally rip me out from underneath the table to get me to leave. Jesus Christ. Worst day ever. But yeah, dude, that shit could be terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic answer. Brady, answer your own question. What IP would you, from your childhood would you make into a horror movie? Oh, I'd go the Jetsons sci-fi angle like that's that shit was always so creepy to me interesting yeah i just i don't know as i've gotten older too like sci-fi has gotten a lot more appealing to me like i liked alien growing up and i liked predator but i mean at this stage of my life i'm like black man that's like 
That's like our fucking future. Like, <laughs> dude, it's happening. I work. It's happening right now, and it's creeping me the fuck out. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Dude, I took a tour the other day for work, and I saw one of those animatronic dogs from Boston Dynamics, and I was like, that shit is going to kill me. Like, that thing can chase me down the hallway and just like beat the shit out of me. Dude, I mean, like, <laughs> it's that's where we're. It's at bad now. enough when I'm in L.A. and they have those robots that deliver food to people. Um, just like going down the street right next to you out of nowhere towards like, oh, Jesus they Christ. They have that in Virginia, man. I know, I know. Uh, in a lot of college campuses have that shit. Yeah. Um, it, but it just always throws me off. And then it's like, now you've got this bullshit uh, AI artwork generator, which I think is such a... Fuck. One hot... Thank shit. you, dude. I think it's such bullshit. And honestly, man, like social media and technology... Uh, is the fucking devil, dude. Because everything is a fucking trend bandwagon that everybody's jumping on. Oh, here's here's an app that'll fucking, you know, make you look... This is how you're going to look when you're 60. And it's like you're putting in all your information. Where does that information go? It's going somewhere. Someone's buying that information. You know what I mean? And all you're getting is a picture of you looking like you're fucking 77 years old. You're giving them information. I'm, like, going in, like, conspiracy theory mode right now. Um... And then you've got this fucking, <laughs> this AI art bullshit generator thing that everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. Everybody's fucking profile pictures is this bullshit thing. That it's like, dude, like we're creating technology to create art for us. Like, what is the point of that? Like, art is supposed to be expression of oneself, right? And now we're creating technology create artwork for us so we don't have to do it anymore like i think it's bullshit i think it's it's so fucking stupid it makes me fucking angry man now yeah and, I mean, and then in fucking uh where was it uh there's some some police force that wow where where was it that uh san francisco yeah san francisco thank you that now they have these fucking robots that have the capability to kill like on the police force where it's like dude did nobody fucking watch Terminator? Like, literally. I know, right? Did, Skynet It's is real! Online. It is fucking real, man. Ugh. The only thing I was going to say before we get back to the review, ladies and gentlemen, in terms of the AI thing, because I've been bitching a lot about it, you know, in term, you know, you're friends with some artists, yep. some fucking great artists, Jeremy. Art has always been a big passion of mine, whether it be actual artwork, you know, music, film, whatever you want to consider it. But... This AI artwork, people don't understand. It's also using stolen artwork from artists without their permission or in order to generate these images for you. And I think that's absolute bullshit. I also think it, it, it's, it, it's nice to see people getting confidence boosters. I'm not trying to be insensitive, but it's definitely making people look way more attractive than they actually are. I'm just being honest about it. I mean, it's making any, any normal dude look like a model. Any normal chick look like she should be on the front cover of fucking playboy um cool that's a great confidence boost but there are amazing artists out there that spend their life trying to do this for a living and they're really talented and they're really great And it's you know it just it's unfortunate to see people using a fucking app to do something when there's so many great people out there you could utilize and, and, and get the same thing and it's way more special because it's, it's real it's yeah. handmade that's my end of the yeah. rant there in terms of AI artwork because I, I really just it's really been rubbing me the me wrong too, way. Me too, man. Me too. It's it's cool people are liking it, but at the same time, it's, it's never in up, my man. life will I use some bullshit like that. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah, 
So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the, the mean one. Well, hey, hey, guys, listen. It's been literally over a month since we've sat down to talk on the mic. It's I haven't even. It's oh, been no. one I month since you <laughs> since you podcasted with me. That's Justin Brady, and my name is Jeremy. How you always just make that shit work? But dude, so the mean one. Let's get to the ending here, because, Jeremy, I know you said you had thoughts yeah. about that. So, Cindy trains. And, 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 dude, what's awesome about her casting, I'm going to give some props here, is they got an actress who, she just looks like a normal chick, regular girl next door, right? They have her wearing baggy fucking flannels and shit. When she's training, she's in great fucking shape, man. She definitely lifts at the gym. She definitely trains, and she definitely has some sort of martial arts training, like maybe she does kickboxing or something. So when she goes in that mode, I'm like, okay. They used a very versatile option for this character, and that, that seems to work. I find it hilarious that like she's got a couple guns that are painted like candy Fucking canes. Fucking great, like, dude. Didn't yeah. know you could buy, unless she actually spent the time to paint that shit. It looked really elaborate. But So the, yeah, the end here, this whole conspiracy of this town is that ever since the first death, that the sheriff and the fucking mayor have been hiding this and they've been allowing these hikers to go up there. They used a website to have them go there to fucking hike and shit and then to feed the beast, if you will. And they've it's been uncovered by the deputy, Officer Burke, that like, yo, man, you fucked up. You've been hiding this shit for years and people have been getting murdered. So then, of course, he's like, I'm going to take this shit in my own hands because I want to fuck Cindy. I haven't even gotten... A hand job yet so i better hurry up and kill this thing so i can get laid because clearly there's not a lot of attractive women in this town Let, let's just make that clear here he goes up to the fucking the, the mountain and attempts to try to take down this beast and then of course we get our finale jeremy what did you think of this i gotta tell you first half of this i i was not super feeling it um and again the horse and i brought up the fact that that i made a stupid movie back in the day was because I can see a lot of things in this um, that I was able to kind of step back and like look at it from like you know a filmmaker perspective like okay like they're doing this thing um, I, I related to a lot of what I was watching um, that doesn't mean that I'm gonna immediately like love it you know what I mean um, the first half of it didn't super work for me I gotta tell you though more towards the middle of Here more towards the middle of the movie and the <laughs> end of the movie i i was like you know there's a lot of great stuff in this film um in my opinion performances um you know i like i really did dig the look of the mean one i i like his red eyes i like that they explained his eyes turning red when you know he was treated like a monster he became a monster and his eyes turned red i thought that was really cool um, like I said, a lot of the locations were great for a movie, you know, like this. Uh, they had some, some great locations for this. I really dug, like I said, the training montage was, was, was fantastic. And at the end, I got to tell you, you guys already kind of touched on it. You know, there is like an attempt at some sentimental shit at the end of this that I really liked, man. It kind of got me and it made me feel bad for the mean one at the very end because here's this moment where Cindy, you know who, you know, this is this is her come up where she gets to fucking kill the monster that 
accidentally killed her mom and purposefully killed her dad. And she sees the necklace that she gave him when she was a little girl. Oh. And she stops and she's like, you kept it. Why? And like, you could see that like, he didn't want to be this monster like he was treated. And, but you know, he, he took on the role that, that he felt like he should do. And like, it was this kind of sentimental thing where I, I, I liked it. And I was like, damn, like this was not the finale that I was expecting, which was a pleasant surprise for me. And I'm able to watch this thing and be like, you know, who would really love this? me at 12 years old like had this movie been available when i was 12 years old and i would have been able to go to all my friends you know and be like oh my god you know fuck the dr seuss grinch you gotta check out the mean one like i would have loved this fucking movie so much when i was 12 years old um so overall like so 12 year old jeremy approves. 12 year old jeremy approves the shit out of this i would have really liked it um I still had had a decent enough time with it, you know. I didn't hate this movie. Like when I knew I had to finish it, um, I was telling you guys, I was like, "Oh man, I gotta finish that movie." Um, it it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I I I enjoyed a good chunk of this movie. So that's all I gotta say about that. Well, Brady. Um, I mean, I'll agree with Jeremy that like the second half was definitely better than the first half. Um, but for me, it, it just, it wasn't enough. Whereas, you know, I was, I don't even want to say happy. I was content with how they ended it, but it still just played out. Like, I mean, I remember as a kid watching a bunch of sci-fi movies in like the late, uh, 2000s going into 2010s. Like you had like the saber tooths and the anaconda meets <laughs> the shark or, or Alec. And it's just the cheesiest plots. And I, they really tried to do something with the plot here and make it about this whole, conspiracy with the mayor and the sheriff and how they're they're really just kind of keeping the status quo so and feeding the Grinch while he's up there but I mean it's in every other fucking plot you saw on sci-fi channel so it, it didn't really do anything new and I think it really is just a movie that's going to try to capitalize on Terrifier and the huge success that Terrifier 2 incidentally has and is going to have incidentally and incidentally I don't course. think it's incidentally I think it's we're going to see a lot of movies come out in this vein like well, no, 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 I'm I'm yeah, saying I that I don't think that they set out to capitalize on Terrifier um making this movie with because David Thornton Yeah it just so happened that Terrifier 2 was a huge success and they were probably you know already done with the movie was already in the can it was already in a distribution mode but of course, you know, like, is this movie going to get more attention now? Yes, but I don't think that that was a device them casting him to try and capitalize on that because it hadn't become this massive success yet. Well, um, I mean, <clears throat> casting him definitely is them saying, hey, look, we got this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because up yeah. to this point, he's only done one other slasher villain, which is now one of the most iconic horror villains of all time. And And I know some people are like, that's hyperbole, but no, it's true. He Art the Clown, there's so many people that fucking love that character, myself included. He's one of my favorite slasher villains of all time. But in terms of, it's unintentionally, I think, trying to, I mean, Terrifier 2 came out. This was already done by then at, at this point. Um, but hey, Terrifier still has a huge fan base. I think just the slasher trend in general right now has really got a resurgence, and that's why I'm... I'm excited this thing exists. It's it's not that 
unfortunately, the movie didn't work for me at all whatsoever in any way, shape or form. But I'm glad it exists because it's allowing more of these movies to be made. It's allowing this genre to thrive, which is my favorite horror genre. And I mean, in the end, not all of them are going to be great. And we were spoiled earlier this year, not only by Terrifier 2, by I cannot wait, guys, I can't tell you enough to do our top fucking horror movies of the year because it was one of the best years for horror in a long fucking time. Um, Not everything's going to be great, and we're going to get some duds here and there. And unfortunately for me, the mean wood is going to be a dud. So we're going to get to our final thoughts here and do trash it or treasure it. Since I'm already blabbing my mouth, I'm just going to get right to it. I'm going to trash this thing. It's in the dumpster, man. It's definitely not for me. I would never watch this again. I would never purchase it. Um, I appreciate the effort that went into it. I feel like there is so much room for a Grinch slasher movie to be actually good. Um, Even though you can tell they tried to make something cool with this. If you're going to do a slasher movie, especially post-Terrifier... Get someone that can do some great effects. You splashing shitty, terrible, generic, what looks like PlayStation 2 level graphics, blood all over the screen for every single kill just in different angles is not going to work. That's not going to satisfy horror fans now. You got to put a little bit more effort in. Hey, utilize your budget correctly and make sure everything is where it needs to be and find someone that does great effects. So for me, I'm going to trash that. And Brady, I... Very rudely, as I always do, cut you off when you were talking. So I'm going to throw it back to you for your final thoughts. And if you're going to trash this thing or treasure it. I mean, I think we know what path I was on. I'm going to trash it. I don't it. know. I, mean, I don't I, know. Well, now you know. I'm going to trash it. Uh, I think <laughs> that there are movies that are shitty, low-quality movies like this, like Jack Frost, that I think I can look back on and say, yeah, it's just kind of fun to watch. Um, doesn't age well. How dare you compare this? Fun to, to watch. Uh, and I think Michael Keaton may- fucking rules. Shut up. Maybe in some worlds <laughs> you can have a double feature of of this one and, and Jack Frost. You know, at some drive-in. Um, you know, twenty years from now. But I just it 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 misses every mark and it it really tries to hit it, but it just can't. And I think it struggles with its own identity. It doesn't know what kind of movie it wants to be. It wants to kind of enjoy the best of both worlds of the Hallmark kind of Christmas movies and, and the horror, and it just misses on both. Um, so for me, I would never recommend anybody watch this movie. I would never recommend anybody even talk about this movie. Uh, I think it's just a giant piece of shit. Uh, don't waste 90 minutes of your time or don't do what Jeremy did and waste your evening and then the first part of your morning watching this movie. <laughs> but dude, Jeremy already said that 12-year-old Jeremy would have loved this movie. Yeah. So 12-year-old Jeremy probably he, liked rubbing Doritos all over his He satisfied his inner child, man, which is really important. You kind of have to – you do that once in a while. Jeremy? You know, you said your take on this thing. Are you going to trash this thing or trash it? I just it? looked at a, a text message Brady sent us 15 minutes ago, <laughs> and it said, you were talking about your phobia of Mr. Munch, and Brady texted our text group and said, girls call me Mr. Munch. <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. Goodness, Brady. Um, so, yeah, I feel conflicted because, like I said, there is a lot of stuff that I, I, I do enjoy. And I, I see what they were doing, and they surprised me with a lot of things uh, because I feel like, again, most filmmakers would have gone the tongue-in-cheek route with this and done, you know, a super intentionally made cheesy horror film, and instead they decided to play this super straight. Like, no, this is a horror film, and we want you to be scared of the mean one. 
and this is serious. You know, there is a couple laughs, and uh, like I said, doc, shout out to my dude, Doctor Zeus, man. I, I really, I really dug that dude's character. Um, always drinking out of that flask, man. He was, he was great. However, I, I can't in good conscience treasure this thing because I don't personally plan on ever watching this again just because it's kind of a one and done I I don't I don't see a universe where I need to revisit this again uh, I saw it and it was entertaining you know if you're looking for a mindless uh entertaining Grinch horror film you know check it out I I implore you to check it there's out there's only one yeah I, I implore <laughs> you to, to to check it out but I I wouldn't I'm not going to go to people and be like, yo, you got to watch. Hey, yo, you know what you, you need to do? Hey, yo, you, you, it's me, Sylvester Stallone. You should watch. Nope. You should watch the mean one. Nope. Uh, yeah, I'll never, I'll never tell someone to, to check this out. So I'm going to, I'm going to trash it. It's, it's, it's not for me. Uh, God bless the, uh, the filmmakers that made this movie. You know, I think you, you excelled at a lot of things and it's just, it didn't hit the mark and it's okay. doesn't mean that you're a bad filmmaker. doesn't mean that you wrote a bad movie. just means that it didn't work for me and that's okay. It didn't work for any of us all the way. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. I, got a frog but in I, my throat. I, I will say, I will say I've seen a, shit ton of way worse movies than this i wouldn't even necessarily personally i wouldn't necessarily call this a bad movie it's just not a movie see jeremy that's why i love you that's why i expected this response from you because i know your experience in terms of how many movies you've watched (laughs) no come on listen 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 that's why this podcast is special because we come from different viewpoints and we've got different experiences with movies jeremy's definitely watched way more shitty sure. horror movies than <laughs> all three of us com- i mean yeah, all two of us combined i've watched a lot i love a lot of shitty horror movies for me it, i like shitty horror movies as long as i i enjoy them and i'm entertained by them and i champion them and the ones that are really really bad that i don't enjoy that's when i do what i did tonight but still i agree it's definitely not the worst movie i've seen even Same. this year uh yeah I-, I would still rather watch this than watch halloween ends again absolutely but also, I, I gotta let you guys know. My family started listening to this podcast, which is something that I always oh, feared. No. And my grandmother, my super conservative grandmother, has not listened to it yet. But the other day, she was like, "Hey, what's the name of that podcast you do?" And I was like, "Oh, the Stephen King one." And she was like, "No, no, no, the other one." And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> and she's like, "You always post about it. It's the guy with green hair." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know that one exactly." Well, you should just tell him to listen to Gerald's podcast, Two Peas on a Podcast, because he does a clean podcast and almost never swears because he's a church boy. I said, so. I said, Izzy, you're not gonna want to <laughs> s- listen to the things that I say on that podcast. And she was like, "You don't cuss now, do you?" I said, "I would say things that would make you ashamed." <laughs> you're like, I talk about my dad's dick. I'm gonna do on the yeah, podcast. I, said, I, I talk about your son's penis and how it suffocated a mouse um (laughs) but then my sister the other day goes can i ask you a question and i said yeah sure what's going on like she's been doing stuff in school and she said uh do you refer to yourself as b ratty and i said yeah she was like that's really dumb (laughs) (laughs) she was like i thought that was just some joke you played i was like okay Uh, you you need to tell her to step up her b ratitude Uh, uh yeah, I was like, you're getting a little B-ratitude-y over there. 
I said, go outside, nerd. Go on, nerd. Hi, hi, you wouldn't understand nothing like this, nerd. enjoy the show. Yeah. It's all right. I was adopted. They're not my <laughs> For those of you that are interested in seeing this movie, it is landing in select theaters on December 9th. I actually just looked it up, and I see there's a screening about 30 minutes no from me. shit. You and they're doing go. regular screenings of this. Uh, I will not be going. You have to go I'm and take ext- it outside. I'm extremely <laughs> busy. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, I always forget to mention this shit on the show, and I'm going to fucking mention it because that's what I do. I do Terror Tuesday, and I work at Alamo Drafthouse, and I do screenings and shit. So I always forget to tell you guys about this because not all of you live in the DMV area. But a week from today, as of this recording, I'm going to be screening and hosting a showing of Krampus, Michael Doherty's Christmas yes, classic at yeah. Alamo Drafthouse, D.C. Ashburn. And then on Wednesday, I am going to be hosting one of my favorite fucking movies of all time, just in time for the Christmas season, Tim Burton's gothic masterpiece, Batman Returns. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So those are two coming up. I don't know what I'm doing for January yet. I'm pretty sure it's what Jeremy would love for me to do, a movie about killer clowns and outer space. Mm-hmm. So we'll be confirming that soon. Uh, which one would it be then? <laughs> <laughs> don't make me slap Whoa, nerd. we did an awesome episode with stevie from brain Rot a few months back on that movie so go take a l- listen to that if you haven't listened yet but if you like what you're hearing if you love what you're hearing if you fucking hate what you're hearing and you want to tell brady's grandmother to go fuck herself <laughs> shout out izzy love you go leave a review you can leave a review on spotify on itunes we love to hear from you. And we actually do have a Patreon. I almost never talk about it. We are going to be revamping that thing here shortly. We've got some awesome patrons that have been supporting us for a long time. So hopefully, as long as we stay in the groove, we'll keep that going for you guys and give you guys some special content there. And, of course, you can find us literally all over the Internet at Epic Film Guys on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're seriously everywhere, so check that shit out. And we definitely plan to have some merch on the way, too. Ever aware. Jimmy was going to talk. Ever aware. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And also, I'm sober tonight because hey. I've been sober for over a month. So that's why maybe I'm a little Howdy bit more you, energetic and not Howdy as. you, buddy. By now. So, yeah, different things happening here. But we're super pumped to be back. I'm excited. Actually, to be let's back just talk about it. All, all three of us are sober now. Mm-hmm. All, yeah. all three yeah, of us uh, have opted out of the drinking lifestyle. They should call us the Febreze Brothers because we're so fresh. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brady, Brady, definitely, Brady, you've been longer than I. How long has it been for you? Uh, it was three months, two days ago. Congratulations. Almost two months here. Looking yeah. forward to that. So, there we go. Yeah. And, J- Jeremy, you, you've kind of been off the sauce for a while yeah. anyway. Just here and there you would have one, right? So. Yeah, it's just uh, not something that uh, that I need. You know what I mean? Like I've got enough things that completely fulfill me, and 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 this is this is we're about to get deep right now since we're we're on the topic. Uh, literally, when I decided that I wanted to not drink anymore, that it was a problem for me, um, I thrust myself. Go ahead, Brady. I saw the eyebrows raise. Uh, and and to my love of film even more, because like literally, you know, I, I when you first stop drinking. You go, well, fuck, man, I kind of did that with everything. If I was going to a concert, like, I'd have a couple drinks beforehand. I'd have a couple drinks there, and then we'd go back to my house, and we'd have a couple drinks at home, at my house, me and my friends, you know what I mean? Or, like, 
anywhere. Like everything always kind of revolved around alcohol. And it was like, when you decide to stop drinking, it's like, okay, what do I do now? And then like, I, I literally had to like analyze my life and I'm like, well, I love movies, specifically horror movies. So like, I'm just going to focus on that. Like, so much more because I love it and honestly if anything alcohol was kind of getting in the way of that you know what I mean because when you're fucking hammered fucking sandwich and you put on a movie like yeah you, you could watch it but like you're really not super watching and being attentive to what you're watching you know um so I'm, so I'm like you know I feel like alcohol is taking away from many aspects of my life but like specifically you know or not specifically but you know one thing in general was was movies, I feel like. And then when I was hungover, like, I wouldn't be in the mood to want to watch a movie because I, I felt like shit. And, like, I love movies, so when I feel like shit, I don't feel like watching a movie. So I'm like, man, it's really fucking up me and my movies. So I, I super focused on horror films and my love of horror films. And, you know, rather than occupying my my time with, with the drink in my hand, I was I was putting on a movie. I was reading up information on movies that I love I'm I was reading you know books about John Carpenter and different things like that and and like dude horror movies literally helped me um you know get sober and that's no bullshit and I'm I'm thankful for that I'm thankful for that for you I'm thankful for this for all of us it feels good and you're gonna, you're gonna say that like James season. Brown I feel good. I don't. I can't ah! do James Brown. That's how it feels. Yeah. I just like the. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy our output here. We're gonna do a lot of Christmassy shit coming up in the next few weeks. It's Christmas season, so I hope you guys are all in mode for that shit, enjoying time with friends and family, and watching awesome Christmas horror. I just received in the mail. 10 minutes ago, the Shout Factory new 4K Ultra HD of Bob Clark's classic Black Christmas, and I'll be watching that as soon as I'm done here. So until next time, I'm Justin. I am Jeremy. I'm Beretti. And as always, we like to ask you to keep it creepy. We're done.